Tell me about your intimate feelings prior to your pregnancy loss. So I have a blended family. It's myself and Jay and Sam, and then I have two boys. They're teenagers, <laughs> uh, Joy and Andrew. Currently, they are 15 and 16. How did you find out you were pregnant with Pink? Did it different Hold on, let me think. Uh, how did I find out? I think it was just one of those things that I just kind of knew and took a test just to see if it didn't happen. And then it was like, yep, it happened. So. <laughs> was it was it pretty exciting to hear that with your voice? Yes, it was. It was. Um, of course, there was a big gap. So they were kind of like, on the fence a bit, but they all wanted a brother, so, and my husband wanted a son, so, they're like, well, as long as it's a boy, <laughs> okay, well, we'll see, there's, there's a chance it's a girl, so, <laughs> how did you uh, tell your extended family? So, how did I, I think I just went and told them, but my husband is the one that I kind of gave him the whole thing, I think I had, like, um, of course, it's us, and then I had a little baggie that had the happy birthday for a boy and a happy birthday for a girl sign, and I think one other little cute little thingy to tell him, hey, you're going to be a dad. <laughs> he was pretty excited? Yes, he was. He was a little, you know, kind of shocked because he, he's kind of a real inside person and he doesn't really show his emotion too much, but yeah, he was excited. <laughs> what are some things that you did during your pregnancy? Um, baby showers or um, getting the room ready or anything like that? We did a gender reveal on my current 15 year old's birthday. I asked him if he was like, yeah, that's fine, we could do it. So for that gender reveal, we um, had the boys to pop balloons that were filled with paint. And so once they popped the correct balloon, it showed the gender. And I was on a canvas and we used that for the wall art that was going to go in King's Room. And then, of course, we bought and, and created a nursery, made a wall, put shelvings down, had a crib, the, um, we had car seat and stroller, we had a, um, what do you call it, the swing. We had everything that we needed to uh, get ready for him. At, we didn't get to the baby shower because I wound up in the hospital the Thursday before the shower was supposed to happen. So how did you, you know something was wrong? How did you end up in the hospital? So what happened when I was somewhere in around the 32nd or 33rd week of gestation, I kept feeling like I was too bloated. Like I was just like overly huge. And you know, I would ask the doctor, like, is this okay? And they were saying, yeah, that's normal around this time frame. I was like, yeah, I'm used to, you know, being heavier and, um, you know, having a bigger pregnancy than most. But this seems a little bit, you know, extra. I feel like Professor Big, like right now, I'm, I'm swollen, swollen. Um, but they kind of discussed it. My numbers look good otherwise, and who was checking out at the appointments. But uh, the Tuesday, January 2nd of 2018, I went in for a regular checkup. And when I got there, my blood pressure was elevated. I let the doctor know I've never had an elevated blood pressure before. And so she was like, okay, well, we'll check on this, we'll check on that. Of course, we tested for my urine. There was protein in my urine. Had the elevated blood pressure. You were 35 years old at the time. <laughs> so, you know, all of these things put together were not a good combination. 
So um, they were pointing at signs of pericardia, of course. But then they listened to King's heartbeat. His heartbeat was fine. But again, I had the elevated blood pressure and the, all the other different elements to go along with it. So she said that she would mount up through my urine for the next 24 hours, which I did that. Whenever I returned, I dropped it off, but, um, you know, the doctor didn't request to see me or anything, so I just dropped it off so she can test it. The Thursday uh, is when I wound up waking up not feeling quite myself and uh, decided, okay, I'll take a nap and see if the nap helps me. But once I took the nap, I woke up, I knew I'm about to kill myself and jumped up, ran to the bathroom, and that's when everything went to the other side of not right. Um, the placenta, as I later found out, that's when it was that went into the toilet. Turned up, I called the emergency number, I called the doctor, and every other person that I needed to contact immediately. Uh, got to the emergency room about 30 minutes after making contact with everyone. And by the time I got upstairs to observation and they checked for everything, um, I remember distinctly 105 maternal, 105 maternal. Again, 105 maternal. So all of that meant I'm hearing her maternal heart rate and I don't need babies. And so at that moment, I'm in the hospital by myself. No one else there to um, get the news with me. So I received all of this that now I have a baby that's no longer having a heartbeat. By myself at 35 weeks gestation. And uh, a few minutes later, my cousin got there and she uh, got the news with me. She stayed calm for me. I remained calm because I got the news that I was contracting and I was bleeding internally, that they, they couldn't do an emergency cesarean because of those reasons. So uh, they were getting me ready and prepped up for every different type of situation that might happen afterwards. Um, so that meant I had to wait and let the baby come out naturally. So the waiting game started. At that point, uh, I think it took about a good eight hours, almost exactly from the time they connected me to the monitors until delivery. And then after King finally was still um, I wound up getting into some trouble. Um, I remember getting magnesium, being extremely hot, regurgitating, and then all I remember is somebody telling me to calm down, and after that, I woke up. So, um, I don't know what happened as <laughs> far at that point, but I know I had blood transfusions and all types of other things going on at the same time. Um, eventually, I thought I was fine. <laughs> you know, I was like, oh, I'm like, still want to have people over on Saturday, you know, because that's when the baby's not was supposed to be. I was like, well, yeah, we can have company, you know, that way. Everybody can be with us and what have you. Not knowing that my two to three days baby would turn into three right days. So um, part of that reason was I stopped moving on my own and was ventilated. And so since I was on the ventilator, I remember they took me off or attempted to. And I remember when they came in the room, they said, okay, we're going to take you off. And then I blacked out and then woke back up still innovated so i was like okay <laughs> well i guess i'll be here for a little while longer so i had to help 
thankfully, I had a notebook with me that I could write and communicate and everything. So that communication actually helped me with the doctors to be able to re rehabilitate me. Um, because I don't think they would have figured it out after it, without it. Um, some of the other things that I had besides being intubated, I did get sepsis, which is blood poisoning. Of course, I had to get blood transfusions. Um, so they were giving me blood thinners. They were trying to keep me sedated, but I wouldn't stay asleep for whatever reason. I have no clue how I fought against the sedation, but I did. Um, I had plenty of visitors, especially those with church, and they sang songs in the hospital for me per request. So I would write down, can you sing a song for me? And I felt that that would help you know, whoever else is on that floor with me. Um, or at least give comfort to their families as well. Um, what else did they do? Oh, my blood pressure was off the chart still from that day that I went in Tuesday, January 2nd. They still hadn't figured out how to regulate my blood pressure. But um, once we did figure out what to do, I think I told them to give me a breathing treatment because I felt the mucus built up in my chest. And once I did the breathing treatments and maybe a few other things, um, because there was one te uh, technician that came in that worked the ventilator that did a few extra steps to help me. And once he did those things, we finally got results. And so the next time they wanted to take me off the ventilator, I was able to take me off and actually breathe. And then the progress escalated from there. When you got home after King's delivery, you, how were you feeling? I was still heavily sedated, so I was kind of out of it. Um, but then once I got home to my living room, there was a wall that my husband put together from our maternity suite that we did, as well as this big picture of King that had the special one on it. Um, it said something about still warm but still warm. So um, that was a paraphrase, of course. Um, and that made me break down, you know, so it was overwhelming to see all of those things on the wall and thinking of what could have been and, you know, of course my husband, he wanted a son to carry on his name and that was his first biological child. And then the boys, they had been just the two of them and then they were getting a brother, so they were extremely excited and they were pretty devastated to say the least that they weren't going to have a brother. So it, it was, I was a ball Did you ever seek out help? Um, I did. I'm a bit more introverted when it comes to my feelings and emotions. Uh, the majority of what I did was prayer. I wrote a lot of what I felt and was thinking. And then instead of going to an actual structured place to go and get help, I actually went to Facebook to the group. Uh, men. And so when I went to their Facebook group, I was able to jump in and out as needed. So whenever I would feel whatever type of emotion, if they were down or just confused or whatever the case may be, I would just go and look at a few posts or write a post myself and then that would help me out of whatever state I was in at that point. You brought a memory box. You want to share with me? Sure. So because I delivered a stillborn at 35 weeks gestation, I received a memory box. Um, this was very, very special to me because it showed me that somebody cared. 
that Tim was an actual person. That was upside down. And that um, he still lives on, you know, so it wasn't just the figment of my imagination. He actually was here and he uh, was born and he's no longer with us. But his memory still comes. What's his full name? King James. If there was one piece of advice you could share with somebody who's experienced, just experienced this loss, what would it be? To hold on. Your feelings and emotions are real and valid. Go through each and every one of them. You don't have to skip over. You don't have to rush yourself. You don't have to go at anyone else's pace. Know yourself, understand yourself, and go through everything at your own pace.